Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joining me today are the other three books on my bookshelf. Fall fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the thick, not-so-light novel, Jared. All I had to say was well read. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I haven't got such a great introduction before. Wow. Our most checking in uh, books. I'm trying to think. Uh, one of the ones that I really enjoyed reading and like participating in was The Hunger Games. Oh. Uh, I read them all and then was really excited about the movies and all that things. And then the movies kind of let me down a little bit but you know what it was pretty good a uh, little event to be a part of i just had flashbacks to when hunger games is the new ish and it was just a bunch of girls in a mall going wee, 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 with the three fingers up and it was like yeah oh my god i was not in the <laughs> uh minority or you know what i mean i definitely was like oh other people like this wait a minute none of them are my age okay cool is it my turn <laughs> <laughs> I, yes Hey, my name is Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And uh, my favorite book, I'm going to try and I'm I'm genuinely going to try and keep it in like literary. I was going to go graphic novels, but I feel like that should be another topic another day. I love and most people are going to make fun of me for this, but I don't care. I love Dean Koontz and I love Watchers by Dean Koontz with uh, the dog Einstein. Mm. Oh, I thought you talk about the Watchmen for a second. I was like, yeah, Watchmen's watch. dope. I'm not gonna pick a graphic novel, but The Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking about Captain Underpants, bro. That's I love that. Jam. I love Captain Underpants. Yeah. Oh no, uh, I changed my mind. Goosebumps. 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 I love how Dan didn't have a book until he <laughs> went, and now he has a bunch of books. Um, my name is Alec. I play Drill of the Ashborn, and um. For those that you know have read it, uh, I really like um, the Ready Player series, and Ready Player Two mm. is really good. And then, like, I don't know, one of my all-time favorite books, like I read it as a kid. It's called The Curious Incident of the Dog of the Nighttime. It's it's in the view of like this kid that has autism, and he has to figure out like who killed his neighbor's dog. And like he like writes it, it the way it's it's written is like super good. Yeah. So if you ever want to check it out, you should. That's a, that's actually like a top 10 book for me. I love that book. Oh, you've read that? Case of the Dog in the Nighttime. So good. Yeah, I read that in high school. Oh, hell yeah. Favorites. That's what I read too. Yeah, and I've always yeah. just liked it after that. Yeah. Really, really good. And now we'll read our way into our rundown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the rundown. But you know the deal, Dan. We got to give you the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by Jared. Jared, take it away. Um, Have you ever looked down at your shirt and realized, you know what? You don't really... <laughs> love the brands <laughs> that you're rocking you're supporting the the heavy nike or the adidas or even maybe the under armor for heaven's sakes mom this puma shirt sucks well come on over to 404pod.com and get yourself some merch and also check out the podcast uh that's 404pod.com yeah check it's out the podcast like you're listening to right wonderful. now <laughs> Uh, we also should note we have a new Patreon subscription tier. Uh, there's a new membership membership reward tier and new membership bonuses to the uh, $25 tier. So if you want to know what those are about, go check them out right now. I'm not going to give you all the secrets. Go, go, go over there. Yeah. Check it out. It's all on there. Patreon.com slash DND404. 
There you go. And now it's time for the recap. In our last session, Arc 4 has begun, where our three heroes stumbled into Shadowfell. Lost in the fell, reality set in, as the group now realizes that all of their survival gear was left on Minus's cart back on the material plane. One terrifying bagman encounter, too much singing, and several feathers later, our heroes now find themselves in a run downtown called Husk. The Bloodshark bandits don't know if they're going to fit in here, but what I do know is that it's time to roll the intro. Bard, hit it! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. You three have officially arrived in the town of Husk. As you walk through this run-down town, you notice that there was etched or scratched into the main gate. Very shakily was the word Husk, which you can assume is the name of the town. Where we left off, you met Sully, the shadowy hill giant that you followed here, and Berthy, who was a Kenku that was dressed up as a plague doctor. And in your brief conversation with him, he mentioned that Drell was your fallen and made the assumption that you two, Minus and Armos, were his master, in which Drell did not take kindly to that. The town that you're in is very worn down. As you can see on the map I've placed before you, you can see the basic layout of this town that is built on dead ground, hollow dirt, and it looks like there's a empty riverbed that's cutting through uh, the middle of the town. It looks like there's a there was a drought and the water just never came back. Uh, and when you approach it, it's like a bridge that kind of like arcs into the town. You can see that this very, like there's like a puddle, if you could even call it that, of like this murky green liquid. You notice that everyone walking around is not only wearing cloaked hoods, they, most of them have very large beaks. All of them kind of look like Kenkus to you. The ones that don't have beaks, you can't really see their full form because they are trying to be hidden, but they do not look like your standard humanoid form. They look very monstrous or uh, hunched over in stature. All right, gang, what do you want to do? <laughs> I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to figure out how to get out of here, first off. Not to alarm people, because obviously they made it pretty clear that we need to be a little quiet about where we're from. I think we should split up. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I know. I'm not letting Menace out of my sight. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I put his hand down when he's trying to wave to somebody across the street. <laughs> oh, they look nice. No, no. A little snaggletooth, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Menace, when you yell out, to the scattered crowd uh, in front of you. Uh, you hear Sully in the back go, nice to meet you too. And you see a slow wave behind you. Does it just reach up over houses? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have some shops that we can go into. Uh, did, didn't did he tell us some of the shops, right? Yeah, so Berthy, uh, the plague doctor, mentioned that he ran the clinic in town. He gave me directions as he was walking off. His, he's on the far end of town. He told you that his house is the one with the giant plant growing out the back of it. He's like a very round plant. And in the distance, you see this huge shadowy-esque pumpkin. Like, it looks like a pumpkin, but it's green. The, br the brimes are yellow, and the top of it is not a stem, but rather a 
purpley bush popping at the popping out at the top. And then as you're looking over, you do see some other somewhat recognizable buildings. Like you do hear some blacksmithing sounds in the distance. You see um, a tavern, like a broken down tavern kind of building. There's like a tent way in the back behind some buildings. You see it over the horizon of buildings, like a massive tent that just sticks out. And you see like some paintings on the side of the tent and people just like kind of walking past you, minding their own business. Every so often when someone walks by you, they're like lifting their hood up to get like a better visual of you. And as you go to look at them, they're like quickly hiding their face. So Drell uh, adjusts his glasses and pops the collar of his cloak. <laughs> and he turns to the boys and he says, uh... I think we should go check out the blacksmith first. You know, something something good could be in there. Not like I need armor or anything, but like something could definitely be in there that could tell us something. I was going to ask. Yeah, you're looking pretty good in that cloak there. I don't know if you need any armor now. Look at that, that That's thing. what I'm saying. Look at this. And I like open my coat and I'm just like flexing my abs as hard as I can. The cloak bellows around you. Literally had a, have not had a carb in like a month. You know, it's funny that you mentioned carbs because uh, you guys don't have any food. Perfect. I wanted to cut anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. So let's get moving. Yeah, I'm wondering if they can sharpen up this new uh, weapon I got here. This weird mace thing. So as you're walking through this shadowy town, you hear the familiar sounds of a forge echoing. And as you navigate the dark, grassy streets, you come across a half broken down blacksmith forge. You see that the chimney is like leaning to the side. It's distorted. The roof looks very slanted. Uh, looks like this place needs a lot of work, yet functional for what it needs to be. You walk inside and there is a human in the back of the room. There isn't like a counter, but you do see weapons along the walls. The weapons don't look great, but they do look recently forged. They're not like dirty or anything. They just don't look like the best quality. And in the back, there is a human hammering away and he has his back to you. Do I see anything besides weapons hanging? Do I see like any sort of armor? Oh, you do see like basic armor there, but they don't cover a lot. It's, it's more, you don't recognize the metal right away but like this isn't like the best crafted armor here the more you're looking at it you don't even need to make like an inspection check or anything this is like poor quality armor it doesn't look like it's made of iron or steel that you're used to i turned a minute and i whisper all this shit kind of looks like well shit but uh so i don't know if you want to talk to him about sharpening your weapon but i don't think i'm gonna get anything Oh, is it really that bad? I look over at a blade that's all rusted and like... A lot of it is rusted as soon as you walk in. And as you're inspecting the wares, you do notice that there are some better crafted items in the back. The material that these weapons are made out of instantly jump out at you. And you do notice some silver weapons hanging on the wall. Oh, there you go, miss. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, 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 person. Mm. And this human turns around, looks very old. His body looks young, but his face looks very old and drawn out. Bags under his eyes, a beard that does not looking taken care of at all, bald spots on the top of his head that look like they were singed off by flames. Big bushy brows, and he turns to you with his eyes half open. He goes, yes, my sir? Hey, uh, I, I noticed you got some pretty interesting weapons in this joint. Uh, you, can you tell me a little bit more about these ones? And I point to the silver ones. 
Mm. He turns over, he looks at the silver weapons, he goes, ah, yes, these are weapons encoded with silver. I see. Yes. Huh. Mm. Do I do I immediately see, are they just like any normal weapon I can think of? These weapons don't look like they were forged here, but they look like they were found in the condition that they were in, but they were definitely treated here as far as the leather goes and the hilt. You do uh, you do your own work on these weapons. I Looks like yeah, yeah, really spiffed them up a bit. My master and I, we make do. They do things here, Drell. They do. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. This man just looks at you with like, he's like, you feel like he's looking past you when he's having a conversation with you and looks very unfocused. You got any, uh, hmm, yeah, silver long swords, scimitars, what, what you got? We have many silver weapons here. More of the basic martial variety. We can also imbue your weapon and treat them with silver. Oh. You can just add silver to it. That's cool. We also sell imbued silver stones. For my friend here that doesn't know what that does, can you explain it to him? <laughs> I, you sharpen your weapon with the silver stone, thus treating it as a silver weapon. Keep you away from the sorrow sworn. See, Menace, I told you that's what that does. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember you talking about that before. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Silverstone, how long does that last? And how many uses can you usually get out of that? I depends how often you cut things down. A lot. Yeah. Of times. A lot. Especially this guy, I point to drill. Yeah. I, those who are in combat, probably will go quicker than others. <sighs> this guy's not very helpful, Drill. <laughs> I know your master around or uh <laughs> it's just you today you work in the late shift uh yeah we need to speak to your manager please uh drill you see that he ignores you and he continues talking to menace oh oh now you want to ignore me they are talking to me all day not around as they are scavenging for more supplies okay how menace, much buy me one of these things does buy me one of the stones working on a drill how much does one of those stones cost i we accept trades and botters trade huh you know, I didn't really want to give this away, uh, but it is one of my prized possessions. And Drell, as soon as Minus says that, Drell turns around and grabs Reginald and reaches like goes to get it. He's like, "You talking about this, Minus? You're holding Reginald by the ears, hold him up, and he doesn't acknowledge you. Does not see Reginald. Focuses on Minus. I heard a uh, price." come up in exchange and I'm already out the door. I'm sneaking out the door. <laughs> like, I'm just like not <laughs> getting stuck with the bill this time. Go get Armos. We need money. Nope. Wait, hold on. I got something to trade. Wait, where'd Armos go? Anyways, I, I reach into my bag. I'm like, all right, what can I get for this? And I pull out one of my quadruple ply toilet papers. <gasps> Venice, you can't. I... This is my last one, and I kind of side-eye drill. <laughs> Why are you willing to trade it away? Thy bomb would be forever grateful, whomever we do not accept paper or silver. But this is, I mean, feel it, and I <laughs> brush it with that. Nine, <laughs> I just brush it and I kiss his face. And he puts his hands up, and he backs away from you. You could give him these boots, Menace. I've never even used them. The rocket boots from episode three? <laughs> <laughs> yup. I've never used them, Menace. I gotta get rid of them somehow. Yeah, and I reach in my backpack and I hand them to Menace. Yeah, you... 
You hand them the minutes. Minutes. Are you putting these on the table? Yeah, we put them on the table. Drunk. <laughs> Fuck it. You put these boots on the table from <laughs> session three, I think. Session three or four. Okay. Never used. <laughs> I. Uh, yes, we can do trade boots for one stone. No, no, no. One stone per boot, Minus. Tell them one stone per boot. Wait, bro. Like, one I know how this works. <laughs> three boots for... Wait, what am I saying? Stones. Three stones for these boots. Hmm. Two stones. Two. One boots per stone. All right. Okay, no, now take off the laces. Take off the laces and tell him if he wants the laces as well. we we'll got to throw in another stone. Another one? Yeah. And, and, and we'll give you the laces as well. Those those are not included. We can do without laces. Fuck. This guy drives a hard bargain. All right. How about for one more stone, I'll also give you... Uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a scimitar, uh, a hand axe, a hand axe. Uh, uh, how about uh, uh, I got a, uh, a, a, a a dice set. I got, <laughs> I'm pulling out whatever I can find. Tell him, tell him you'll draw a photo of them. Are you pulling out these weapons? Yeah, I pull out uh, my scimitar my, and my two hand axes. I throw them on the table. You see his eyebrows lift up. Hmm. Six stones for the lot. Minutes, don't trade your weapons. These guys' weapons suck. Just trade the boots. Why do we need three? Like, realistically, well, it's God, just you I and got me, all right? this other stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have any silver... Do you have any silver rapiers? How about that? I... Give me two silver rapiers for these. One rapier. He takes off a silver rapier and puts it on the table. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. What I need for one more rapier? One more silver rapier. Provide trade. What about one of these peppers? And I hold up one of those dragon fire peppers. He looks at the pepper. I throw another rapier. And he takes another rapier off the... All right, I think that's a deal. Two rocket boots with the laces. Okay. These three weapons and the dragon, the pepper, the magical pepper. I for two rapiers and six stones. He takes the boots, the pepper, and he takes the weapons, and you see that he hangs the weapons up on the rack next to the silver weapons. And then he takes the boots, and he puts them in, like, a broken wood crate that's, like, separate from everything else. And he takes the pepper, and he puts it in, a, like, a really tattered bag, and he hides it under, like, a little desk area. Well, I think that was a pretty good deal. All right, me and my, uh, uh, my drell are gonna get out of here. Aye. And he turns around and he begins hammering away. That was a steel drell. I you're walking, I'm like, that was a steel. <laughs> All right, we need to find Ar Armos. Where's Armos? <laughs> I'm outside just in, just you believe trying those to... guys were gonna trade me away? Oh my God. That was a dro joke, right, Drell? Uh, okay, so where do you guys want to go next? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to check out that Fletcher place? Yeah, we can go check that place out. Real quick, when we walked in the blacksmith, was there anyone else around or was it just us? When you're walking these shadowy streets, you just see scattered uh, people walking around, all in cloaked hoods. You don't see their okay. features. I want to pull some, like, Assassin's Creed type shit, and I want to, like, put my hood down and try to, like, walk close enough to other groups of people to hear what they're talking about. Yeah, go ahead and make me a investigation check. What about a stealth check? Uh, okay, investigation? Uh, 15. As you walk out of the blacksmith with your goods, you go all Assassin's Creed. You put your hood up. Your cloak bellows as it begins to straighten out. It catches the drift that you are trying to sneak around. As you try to overhear some conversations, 
the hush whispers that you hear are not of languages you can understand. You eavesdrop on a group of three individuals. They're all wearing cloaked hoods. And as you look, with a 15, you notice that they are all Kenkus. And with the noises that they're making and the sound of their speech, they're speaking their own language to each other. From these conversations you were trying to eavesdrop on, you really don't get much out of the language they're speaking. And you guys make it over to another building that looks like a cloth shop, uh, a tailoring shop. And as you go into the, inside the building, just like the blacksmith, it is very worn down. And this building looks like it shouldn't be standing, very twisted, very warped. And they have a lot of garments hanging up and they all have a similar theme. They all look like cloaks or dark leather. Everything is black, gray, or very dark shade of brown. At the other end of the building, underneath a cracked window, is another human with similar features as the blacksmith. Completely bald, no eyebrows. He has no facial hair, but very drawn out. His face looks very old with a younger type of body with very drawn out eyes, big bags underneath it. Hey. Good evening. What uh, what are you selling here, buddy? What do you what, what, what we got in here? My liege, we sell an arrangement of garments and wardrobes, robes and bosoms. Mmm. Uh, but probably not one as cool as this guy's. And I point to Drell. Yeah. Drell, do the thing. <laughs> I tried to do it, but for some reason it just doesn't do it. Damn it, damn it, Drell, you're making us look bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. It normally literally does it anytime I want it to. Well, Armos is working on this. You see Drell and I panicking in the background. <laughs> How may I serve you, my liege? Tell something about your items. What what makes them the best in town? I. Oh, my God, this guy says I. In the moon, they are the finest of shadowy leather from the darkest of Zelk. Shadowy leather. What, do, uh, what does that get us? Mm, clothes, garments to wear, perhaps fit in. And he looks at how the three of you are dressed. What do you mean fit in? What you don't you don't like our attire? Wait, how do I not fit in? I look like Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I literally feel like I fit in the. Are you kidding me? Look at this. As you speak, he ignores you and is focused on Armos. Oh my god, I hate this place. <laughs> Why do we need to fit in? Is there something? I think we look great. Do we not? My apologies, my liege. I mean, you ain't gotta apologize. I'm trying to get the lay of the land here. We're new around here. To this city, anyways. Give me a perception check. Perception? Insight? <laughs> an 11. Oh, it would be an insight check, actually. Yeah, almost. Give me an insight check. 16. When you say you're new to this area, he quickly looks at you. And he raises an eyebrow. And then he examines you once again. And then he examines Drell. I wink at him. If you want to fit into town, you must buy the finest of garments if you wish to be revered among its peers. And you see that he like raises his raises his brow to you and he looks a bit more fancy. And he's trying to come off a little more prestigious. Armos, can you buy me a robe? Just I ignore Minus. Armos? <laughs> Just Armos. like the shopkeeper. Armos, me too. <laughs> Armos. Hey, Armos. Did you not hear us? Armos, me too. What's going on? I want to do a... Armos, did you get my request? Okay, can Armos. I tell Armos. if the guy's, like, trying to... Like, Armos, I can't can figure out if he's too. trying to, like, just get money out of us because we're new here, and that he knows now that we're new here, or if he's actually trying to tell us something. You see that with a 12, you notice that he's speaking to you now with a more regal tone, mm -hmm. and he's showing you some respect 
Hmm. Armos, did you get my request? Uh, Armos. Armos, can he get me one too? I don't think he hears us, Drell. Completely ignore him. <laughs> 100% ignoring him. How can I persuade him into giving me that information? Armos, and I'm next to him now. Here, <laughs> put me up on the counter. This is kind of, this is tall. This is tall for me. There's no stool. I don't see a stool. I just, I just grab Minis and I grab him by the scruff and I just pick him up to Armos's height and I just put, so his face is like right next to his. <laughs> What are we dealing with, Armos? And my nose is like against his. <laughs> I give him, give him a quick stiff arm and push him out of the out of the scene. And then I continue to talk to the guy. Why would one want to be? We need to fit in. Oh, uh, thanks, Drell. And I clop down on the desk. Why would one need to fit in to feel more prestigious? Why does that matter in this city? Three lords such as yourselves in a new environment. I want to make the best first impression. And how to make a better first impression? By buying and purchasing some of the finest garments a tailor can make. Okay, so what you're telling me is that if we buy these garments, we'll make friends easier, is what I'm hearing. Yes, my liege. Uh, so, do you have one in my size? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can make any garment fit. Oh, nice. It'll go over my, my armor, just like a cloak. My liege. My, my luge. Do you have any cool sunglasses? Cooler than that, Drell? Or, uh, I, know, I don't know if we're going to find know. anything cooler. I want to see what he's what he's got, though. His focus remains on Menace. Ooh. You, you just tell me you just tell me what you want. I lean no, in. You just tell me no, what you want. You know what? I don't want to spend my money here. And I look at the guy, and I turn around and turn my nose the other way. I air quote accidentally knock something over as I turn around. <laughs> as you knock like uh, a wooden stand over with some clothes on it, you see that he like looks at the thud on the floor, but doesn't make a move towards it as his focus remains on Minus and Armos. So what do these cloaks do? Do you have cloaks with special properties? Do they look wicked cool? These garments are not of the magical nature. No, my sir. They just, they just look rad. So it seems like we need to get these in order to fit in, not looking like uh, sore thumbs. You see Minus is already wearing like a little red one. He's like, oh, look, Armos, it matches my hair. I'm sitting there. Oh, this is dope. Thinking to myself, trying to contemplate this and uh, Minus is already, <laughs> uh, already in a cloak. Okay. How much for, for three of them, for the two of us, and maybe a larger one for, I don't know, a, a third party? Yes, my liege. Um, three garments of the finest quality would run you... And he sees he eyes you again. Your measurements, my sir. Mm, six raven coins. We have those things. Wait. Rip off. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a look. Is, is he like, is that like a, can I tell if he's giving us a shady deal, a bad deal or not? You mean inside check. Does a 16 already pass? <laughs> I got a natural 20. So... You know that he's bullshitting you with a natural 20. And when he was thinking to himself, he goes, hmm, six raven coins? That's not a, that's something unusual for him to say. Mm. And from his demeanor when you walked in, from his demeanor now, was a 180 flip. Okay, so I suggest we burn this place down. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, you think this is our first rodeo? Oh, come on. Really? Six raven coins? Are you serious? And I start eyeing, eyeing him up and getting him in his face as I'm wearing his cloak. <laughs> I get up to the guy and I'm like, I don't know if you know this, but we're pretty big deals. And for you to come and try to rip us off, 
How dare you? And I'm starting to to almost know the last guy never got over those burns. <laughs> yes. I'm hyping him up. My eyes start start kind of slowly turning to fire. And if you think that you're gonna pull a fast one off of, on us, I suggest you rethink that offer that you just gave us. And I'm slowly starting to get my voice uh, louder because I don't see anything around here that's gonna protect you. Oh no! From me! Hold him back! Somebody hold him back! <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm pushing him like very fakely. Almost. Give me an intimidation check with advantage as uh, Minus is helping you. Yeah. Oh man. I can't hold him back for long. I got a 23. <laughs> you see that he like steps away and he goes, "Of of course, sir. Of course, sir. I." My liege, I apologize. My humblest apologies. I didn't mean to insult you. I am sorry. And you see how he starts to like grovel before you and he's like, he's now hunched over. He's no longer highbrow. And he's like, my liege, my liege, let me, let me give you the honest price. I am sorry. I did not mean to insult your demeanor. Your reputation precedes you. For the lot, I'll even throw in a discount as my master would uh, want me to honor one raving coin for the three. All right. Yeah, that sounds much better. That's what I remember it being of uh, uh, the amount. <laughs> and uh, some sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, throw in some cool sunglasses and you got a deal. And we'll, we'll write you an awesome review and spread the word around town. We respect that you have respected our needing of respect. Aye, sir. I... Much appreciate. I know, Jarmos. You pay, pay the man. Oh, do I have that? I don't, I don't have a Mormos. <laughs> I know I have some. I'm looking. We gave them to you for a reason. You're yeah, the money Armos, guy. <laughs> Armos, we literally gave them I know, to you. I know, I know. I'm trying to figure out how many we have. Armos, pay you the man. have 322. Raven coins? Yes. All right, so 321. So angrily, I, I flip the coin at the guy, so it hits him right in the chest, and I... Uh, I have Minus grab everything as I uh, storm out the, the door. You see, as you flick the coin to his chest, he like fumbles and he grabs it and he picks it up off the floor. He goes, thank you, my sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank a thousand times. Thank you. And he looks up at you and he takes the coin and he puts it in a bag and he tucks it safely in his coat pocket and he gets you the three garments that are all made to size. A large one, one for you, Armos, and one that fits Minus quickly tailors them up for Minus to make him fit the size, and he shows you out the door. Try to be as courteous and respectful as possible. All right, well, then I, I knock over three more displays before I leave. <laughs> as we Naruto run out of here with our clothes. He quickly begins to clean up the store after the three of you have left. You hear the sounds of rummaging of wood and mannequins. Thank you, bye! And all the intimidation gone from Minus's voice. Musser, 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 musser. I'll be back to kill you later, bye. <laughs> we look awesome! <laughs> when the three of you walk out of the teller... In slow-mo sexy mode. In slow-mo sexy mode. You... The streets are still empty as you walk out, as you're expecting a crowd of people to admire your new fit, uh, it is unsurprisingly empty. And I would say tumbleweed would blow by, but there is a lack of wind. And from behind you, you hear, uh, hey guys, hey buds, I heard you're uh, looking for the best trinkets in town. And behind you is a figure, an animal looking figure with a big bushy tail long snout and he is not wearing the 
cloak garb that you see everybody. He's not wearing like a shadowy cloak like everybody else in town. In matter of fact, he looks a little bit more mm, Shadowfelly 1940s-esque. He's got a he's got like a dark gray shirt on with a brown vest over it with nice baggy pants, but with no boots. He has big furry feet and a large black tail with a white stripe coming down to it. And when you look at his face, as it barely emits in the low-lit moonlight, you see a skunk's face. I was just about to say that. He's wearing a Newsies hat, <laughs> and he has a stick in his mouth. He's like, so the three of you are looking for trinkets, some curios, things of curiosities. I mean, I'm pretty curious. Armos, you curious? Oh, I'm fired up. Yeah, Drell, what about Let it? Let me tell you, Mr. Skunk. Whatever you, what, what is your name? My friend's calling me Silver. Silver, here's the deal. We're not fond of being ripped off. So if you're gonna come to us, I'm just gonna warn you, you better have some good deals. Listen, chum, I ain't trying to rip nobody off. And matter of fact, I ain't even gonna ask you any questions about it. Matter of fact, that's my motto. All curiosities, no questions asked. That's a good motto. I like that motto. Wow. And matter of fact, I tend to cater myself to folk like you walking around here. Especially the big guy. He seems quite interesting. Oh, so you actually acknowledge he, you actually acknowledge this guy. Drell turns around to see he he's used to people talking to <laughs> everyone else. He turns around to see who he's talking to. Oh, oh, you mean me? Yeah, you big fella. Okay, this guy's cool. We should follow him. All right, word. I, I give him a fist bump. <laughs> mm, he looks at your fist bump and he gives it to you right back. Oh shit! Oh shit! And he feels very familiar, like he's done it a thousand times before. Yo, this guy's legit. Let's go. He turns around and you see that he puts his hands in his pockets and he begins to walk. He's got a song in his head. He goes, and he walks through an alleyway and he cuts through some old buildings. Wood falls uh, and cracks on the ground around you. And you see that he begins to like hop and skip as he cuts through the alleyway. A large tent is before you. The tent stands out from all the structures around it. It does not look worn. It does not look dirty. It just looks misplaced. And there are sketches drawn on the side of it. Symbols that you don't recognize, but look painted on uh, as like a marketing tool uh, to draw attention to the tent. And he walks in and he holds open the flap for you. And he goes, gentlemen, friends, come on in. Feast your eyes. I I wait and I uh, have the. Is it a door or a flap? It's a flap. Okay, I'll go. I go in. <laughs> you know what? Before before I go in, I I get a little huddle with Sid because I haven't seen him in a bit. I'm like, hey Sid, uh, you here? Me? Yeah. Hey, do, should we do a little uh Me? safety stuff before going into Me? strangers' places? You know, Me? I feel like we haven't done a lot of that stuff in a while you see that Sid's like trying really hard to hold it together here and like his pebbles look very loose like his legs don't look like fully attached he's looks out of it and goes meh meh and he's like yesing you a little bit but like he's not understanding what you're fully saying oh you you got this Sid. Hey, Sid it's gonna be okay with that bag creature the bag man he he's gone meh. okay meh. but we just to be safe meh. this place is a little creepy um Sid I'm scared too meh do that little uh do a little dance you do uh <clears throat> detect good and, and evil okay just just in case just in case. I, I cast uh detect good and evil and what does that do again 
for the duration, which is 10 minutes. You know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Similarly, if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. As you sense good and evil, your senses go off like crazy, not from in front of you. It actually stops in front of you when you look at the tent as if the sensing, like you can't sense anything beyond the flaps, but all around you from this town, a bing, 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 desecrated land, fiends about pure evil emanates from this area, almost like a sensory overload. It's not from what's ahead of you. Sid, turn it off. Sid, I'm joking. Sid, turn, no, I'm kidding. Keep it on, but no, oh, this is Sid's awful. Sid's like falling apart on the floor, like all of his pebbles are like scattered about. Me, me, me. Oh, we'll be in in a second, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoa, what's got into him? And he sits laughing. Oh, Reginald is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're writhing in pain as they go in first. Uh, yeah, as that's happening behind me, um, Drell walks right past him and he's like, Hey, Silver, wait up. I got to keep talking to you for a little bit. <laughs> of course, bud. The three of you walk inside this tent and whoosh, a large room open up before you. Very eloquent, fine furniture, well lit, beautiful countertop with all these items from the material plane, it seems. You recognize some of these items. Nice, some nicer weapons, nothing that looks magical, but like these swords look better crafted and things for you to look at. Place looks nothing like you've seen anywhere around here. What is this place? Why, why, what is, it's, what's different it's here? It's bigger on the inside. Welcome to my humble abode, gentlemen. Wait, this is your Come house. Come on in. Absolutely, my big fella, my big friend. He guides you in and he's like pushing the three of you along to the center of the room. Minus finally staggers in a minute later. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm bearing. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. The storefront looks like the entrance of a very fancy mansion. And you go, walk up to the counter and there are these items laid about. He hops over the counter. Very cool. Very sly like. And you notice very curious items here. And he goes, everything you see is for sale, my friends. We accept coin of the raven here, if you happen to have it. I do accept some trade, but it needs to be of equal or greater value. Everything here is found and scavenged for, but never stolen from. I make it my word to never steal from those who walk, only from the bodies I find who met their unfortunate doom. When you walk up to this large case, you do see finely crafted weapons like you see great swords long swords there's nothing magic about them but like armos and menace you're when you're like trying to look at these items you do sense magic from some of these and you see there are certain items that jump out at you like there is a piece of armor on the back wall that looks like it's made from like dark crocodile skin looks very nice um there's a pair of these four torches leaning but the torches look very different um one of them is lit and it looks like it has a mouth on it like it's smiling like a like a devious grin on the torch you see some of these balls uh, that look like they're made of pure web and while you're looking at the ball of pure web you see the occasional spider run across it um drell you notice this book and it looks like a manual and it 
on the manual has like these old style drawings of like people working out like hieroglyphics. Oh, hell yeah. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Yeah, can I see this book? Mm. Ah, yes. This is an old exercise manual for those who like to train in the ways of iron and in nature. Boost in the core, if you will. Here you go. <laughs> Make you sharper and faster. Trust me, I know all about it. Does, does, it have any, does it have a section on beauty muscles? Yeah, what about the beauty muscles? I'm no expert, but I think all muscles are beautiful. And he winks <laughs> at Drill. Then you clearly don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you say so, you're the expert, not me. I mean, yeah, you can tell. Look at it. Look at his calves. <laughs> tell me something I don't know, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, I want to try to, um, or I just want to, like, examine it. Yeah, so he shows you the book, and as you look through it, it's, like, different workout routines from, like, ancient warriors from long ago. You just, the drawings are very, like, bare minimum, but they're showing, like, really good ways to work out, and it's focusing on athletics. Okay. This right here, this butte. Run your five Raven coins. That's a steal. Armos, pay the man. <laughs> Just hold on a second. What else do you have around here? Yeah, do we get discounts for bundling? <laughs> mm, no bundling here, my friend. I'm sorry. What about sunglasses? I uh, see. We're, we're lacking in the sunglass department. What are you guys looking for? Are you looking for... Something to just fight your way through the shadows, or are you looking for something a little bit more? Oh, you got any of that uh, lantern oil? He gives you a grin and begins to stroke the end of his beard <laughs> off his long chin, and he goes, I may not have what you seek, but perhaps I have information in where to find it. And he goes in the back, and he cracks open a chest right behind him, and he goes, I just got some new ways. Not much, but I find it intriguing that I would bring something such as this back and you asking so closely about it and he you hear a bunch of vials clinking together and in front of you he has a satchel he opens the satchel and inside is a letter that is sealed and there are these empty vials about 10 of them the vials alone look gothic and they have some of this weird oil not enough to burn just residue of the oil that you think you may need and he goes, I found this off a gentleman not too far out outside the city of Husk. And uh, found him kind of near the edge of the wood line while scavenging around. Figured maybe somebody might want it. Could pertain some information. I'll sell you the lot for eh, four raven coins. What did the guy look like? Just curious. Uh, he had them pointy ears, uh, long white hair. He didn't have any, he didn't have any like eye color. He looked rather young, very grayish skin, very darkish skin. And what, what I guess what it, what I know if he's describing Vando Barris or not. Go ahead and make me a insight check. Does a sixteen pass? It does. Real, real quick, for those that don't know, I have uh, my passive insight is sixteen. Oh. Because I have plus six to my insight. Well, that's good to know. You know that he's talking about an elf, or he's describing an elf. All right, we may have a ch uh, grocery shopping list here, so put those two on the table. We may need to start purchasing those here in a second but what else do you got for my little friend here the things that stick out to you are you see these torches that like have like this weird mouth on it and when you guys aren't looking at it you feel some heat and you could swore that you hear like a laugh coming from that direction are they evil <laughs> so the fact that you still have good and evil on you notice that you can't sense anything outside of the building 
once you walked in. When you were outside, you couldn't sense anything inside the building, inside the tent. I mean, all right. I think I think Armus is on the right track here. Let's let's do all the quick shopping stuff, and then I got questions for you, bud. Yeah. Tell me about those spider balls. Ah, the spider grenades. Spider grenades? Yeah, I got three of them here. Three Raven coins each. Can help you out in a pinch. What What is a spider grenade? I mean, it sounds self-explanatory, but... It leaves your foes in a sticky situation. You throw them and then poof! Covers uh, your area in a bunch of web. How much are those? Three Raven coins a pop. And they pop. I like the pun. He winks at you. Tips the newsies hat. Armos is obviously drawn to the fire. What? What can you tell me about this? And I point to the torch. When you point to the torch looking at Silver, you hear <laughs> like a little laugh. Yeah, I get rid of these guys cheap. These are uh, talking torches. He grabs the torches and he hands you one, Armos. And he takes another one. Mm -hmm. And he walks about good 15, 20 feet away. He's looking at you. And he holds the torch up and he talks to it. He goes, well, you see, if you're ever in a, in a pinch or separated from your group, you're just talking to these guys, and if they're holding one, you can hear them as if they're next to you. And his voice is transmitting through the torch. And as his voice is transmitting through the torch, the torch is mimicking mouth movements as if the torch is talking to you with his voice. Oh my gosh, Walkie. these were in my kids' stories that my mom used to tell me. Torchy talkies. <laughs> I was just about to say, walkie torchies. <laughs> walkie torchies. <laughs> we did the flip. <laughs> gray minds, Jared, gray minds. Right, right. Oh my God. Oh, wow. We're taking them. <laughs> so, what happens if we put them out? Do they. Stop work like they obviously stop working, but can we just light them again and they start working again? Yeah, they do have to be lit when you use them, but they work as a functional torch as well. All right, how much for those uh torchy walkie talkie things? There's four of them, one raven coin a piece. I think that's pretty fair considering on what they're able to do. Uh, you see Silver go, all right, fellas. So here's what we got we got the vials with the mysterious letter off the gray looking fell that I found out by the woods. We got the manual of exercise over here. We got the spider grenade. We got some walkie torchies. That'll be 15 Raven coins, all calculated. Wow. We'll throw in one more for you to show us exactly where you found that body on the map. Ah. Uh, or on a map. You got a map of this place? We don't even know where the fuck we are. No, big fella. There is no map. And he gives you, like, quotations with his fingers. I can tell that you three are new here. And I ain't trying to fleece you. I'm a very honest man. And I don't ask questions. I just observe. And I try to do my due diligence. This is how I run my business. I give respect. And hopefully those give respect back to me. All right. Armos, pay the man. <laughs> While I'm paying and getting the money situation, I hand drill the letter for him to start taking a look at it. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. I swap from my sunglasses to my reading glasses. <laughs> Guys, don't make fun of me. You take this envelope that's sealed and you turn around and it is sealed. You look at the seal and you notice the sigil right away. It's the Red Dawn sigil. And you break it open and you take out the parchment inside and it's not a letter, it's a map. Oh, you said there were no maps. Look at this. <laughs> well, I said, hey, listen, I said there's no maps of Shadowfell, quote unquote. However, if you find a map here that's taking place in Shadowfell, either someone's lying to you 
or there's another reason beyond it. And you look at this map and you see the town that you're in. It doesn't show, it shows a part of the area. On the bottom left corner of the map is the town of Husk. And you see like a dot, a red dot on there. The map is drawn in black, but you see a red dot and you notice that's kind of moving in place. After examining it, you know that this could be your location. And then the map goes from the bottom left corner to the top right. In the middle of the map is a, it looks like there's a forest. And then beyond that, looks like there's another larger town. And there's a title of the forest. It says Hangman's Forest. Excuse me, it says Hangman Woods. And then the town beyond the woods is Raven's Rest. But in the center of the woods, there is a cabin, a picture of a cabin circled in red. And you can kind of see like a path like leading from the town of Husk to the woods. You don't see any roads that are going to Raven's Rest. It looks like it's there for reference. Minus and Armos, go ahead and make me an Arcana check. I'm making an Arcana check. Oh my god, I've been waiting my whole life for this. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. I got a negative one, no whammies. I got an unnatural one. Okay. <laughs> Armos? 24. Ooh. The map is magical. Its origin is unknown to you, but you know it wasn't created by hand. You sense that the map was imbued with divination magic, meaning you feel the map is leading you somewhere. Ah, uh, yes, that is a nice map. And then Silver goes, as you're examining it as well, there's no maps here. However, that map, well, it might lead you to something. It belonged to that guy. Maybe it was his little secret hideout. Maybe he was trying to get home to it. And he shrugged his shoulders. All right, so it sounds like you don't really need to tell us where you found him if this was his map. You see that he, like, weasels over, and he kind of, like, gives you, like, a side head tilt, and he's looking at it. He goes, mmm, Hangman Woods. Well, those are infamous around here. People tend to avoid those woods. I can see how he kind of met his fate there. So you were in Hangman? Oh, no, I don't go in there. I do travel around there. You see a lot of dead bodies in there. People try to take a shortcut to Raven's Rest through there. And, well, that's why I get a lot of spoils. One's man's trash is another man's treasure. All right, so can you just give us, like, the fundamentals here? No, no daytime, right? Doesn't happen here. Now, there is, nope, moon time all around. Moon time, okay, moon time. Why are people always walking around in cloaks? Uh, people tend to keep their identities to themselves here. You stick to yourself, you don't ask questions, you don't start trouble with people, and you make it to the other side. Menace? Huh. Not gonna have a good time here. <laughs> Why not? I was told this robe would make me friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Silver walks over to you, Drell. Oh, God. And he goes, big fella. He snaps his finger at you. He goes, come down here. Come down here. Let me get a better look at you. He's about like four and a half feet tall. He's on the smaller side. So you hunch down. He looks at you. He grabs you by the cheek. His big furry hands. His long nails kind of grab you by the face. And he lifts up your sunglasses. And he really looks at you. He goes, ah, eh, that makes a lot of sense. And he gives you like a little tap on the cheek. and raises you back up in a friendly way. He goes, the three of you are life walkers around here. Makes sense why you're so easy to spend the coin you got there. I don't know how you got all that coin because one can one can spend their entire life here just trying to earn two or three of those bad boys and you're over here spending it like it's uh like like it's rotten wheat how do you earn these coins well raven coins are very rare around here they're made of a special metal that you just can't really find they're, and the metal it's made from isn't really used for much it's it's, it's pretty crappy 
Uh, you can't even use it to make armor or even proper structures with it. So, because of how rare it is, some people decided to use it as a form of currency and, you know, money talks around here to get you anything you want. One Raven coin will set you a very long time in food alone, but it kind of puts, puts a mark on your head if you go around flaunting it. Oh shit, guys, we got everything but food. Speaking of food. I was actually going to ask him if he did have any food from the material plane in his store, <laughs> but I was going to do it like right before we left. Yeah, I ain't gotten much grub around here, huh? You know. I usually go over to Liquids and uh, get some of their white soupy broth. And uh, I mean, it's fine for me. It ain't going to be fine for you three. You guys don't come around here. How much do you normally pay for that? Use three Z from here. Just making sure I get a good deal. I hate. Uh, you know, I trade them some cloth, some bandages. I go, over, I go over and give them some, you know, some herbs I find. Mm, I give trade. them Raven coins. Yeah, Raven coin is for like stuff you find. Got it. Around. All right. I think we need to go back and kill that Taylor guy. He tried to charge us six coins. Ah, oh, we got discount. I think we leave him alone. Right, right. I love a good deal. Well, I don't know, Menace. How do you feel if you just never get looked at when people talk to you, huh? And I look over him when I, as I say that. <laughs> well, the look not looking at you because they think you're a servant. Yeah, no, I got, I got that. I, I knew that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Minus just now gets it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, God! Yeah, but why? Anybody that doesn't look like me, use pretty much anybody of the who walks upright, and he points to Drell. Well, they, they're, dead, they're dead souls here. They're fallen. But the Raven Queen and all of her mysterious graces, any fallen that come here... It's pretty much like serving a purgatory sentence until they get to go to the afterlife they so uh, worship. They may be, they are good hearted, but they did some bad things in their lifetime that they could pay some retribution for. And that retribution comes from uh, serve, uh, living here for X amount of years. Now, how many years that is, that's between you and the goddess herself, but it's usually a long time. So the fallen, uh, usually meet up with some of the uh, familiars around here, like uh, some of those bird guys or myself. I've had a fallen before where they offer their services. You know, we look after them and then they pay us back in, you know, tasks and uh, errands and such. So they serve us and we look out for them. If a fallen is claimed by somebody, usually people don't mess with them because if they die here, well, there is no afterlife. It's just, that's it. They don't go to the great beyond that they so wanted. Interesting. Silver, appreciate all the info. We were walking around a little uh, befuddled. Hey, uh, do me a favor. If anyone asks you where you got that map from, uh, not not me. We'll say we got it from that Fletcher guy. Yeah. Yes. Yep, we got it from <laughs> Fletcher guy. That's use his business and use his business alone. All right. Well, Jesus. I think we're going to get some food and uh, head out. All right. Best of luck to you. And he walks the three of you out, closes the flap, but he does not follow you out. And because you still have sense good and evil on, you and uh, you and Sid just begin to rival on the floor. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> okay, turn it off for real this time. <laughs> turn it off. All right, so we're going to head. Let's go get some food, and then we can prepare for and study this map a little bit more before we head out. Yeah, I could probably get something to eat. You guys make your way back over towards where the blacksmith was, and you do see this broken down tavern that was near it. And 
there are broken saloon doors on it and you do hear some noise on the other side of the doors people having conversations of like hushed whispers from languages you don't understand and the sound of clinking walk through the creaky doors you could have sworn they almost fell off and before you is a small worn out tavern and on the other end of the room is a bar with another human who has the same familiar face as you've seen from the other two shops were drawn out eyes looks like a man that was very fit but now very old and it looks like he hasn't kept up with his physical physique and he is cleaning a dirty glass that does not seem to be getting cleaner because the rag is just as dirty as the cup hello gentlemen how may i serve you here for food three of us food um okay we have liquid mm-hmm and he points to the store sign and it says liquids. Is that soup? We have brown liquid. Okay. Green liquid. Mm-hmm. God, I really hate this place. White liquid. Everyone talks so slow. What's the what's in the brown liquid? Brown. Yep. Ask him what's in the green one. Can we get a green, a brown? No, no, ask him what's in it. I'm allergic to green. <laughs> no, green's, green's for menace. Yeah, but I can't have any if he says it's in it. Mm. Yeah, what's in the green one? Green. Oh, Drell, you can't yeah, have just it. can't have it. Which? Yep, just can't have it. Sorry, Drell. I point to him. Which one do you prefer? Which one do you eat? The white liquid. Mm. But the skunk guy told us not to do the white one. No, he didn't say not. He just said it wouldn't help us as much as it helps him. Mm. Like, it wouldn't fill us, you know, because we're not from here. That's what he said. Mm. Like, I don't think, I think this place is going to be a huge waste of time, in my personal opinion. Mm. He said our dollar could get us somewhere, like, farther somewhere else, right? Didn't, isn't, isn't yeah, that but it's the whole said? city on the other side of the, like, we're in the bottom left corner. The other city's in the top right corner. And we have to go through that middle forest area. Uh, yeah. So, unless we want to go hunting, which uh, the big dum dum definitely was killing all sorts of creatures out in that forest. Yeah, but was he? It was just green goo that was coming out of him, right? So is this just like food? How much? How much for for three three liquids? We accept bandages. Mm-hmm. Paper. Mm-hmm. Shiny stone. Mm-hmm. Liquid. Oh. Solid. Oh, solid. What about gas? Oh, wait, Drell. Or plasma. Yeah, Drell. You can just... You can do that, that thing unlimited, right? <laughs> Get your jug out. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn, I turn around, and I pull out the alchemy jug, and I use the empty vials that we got from silver, and I pour a green, uh, yellow liquid into it. <laughs> I guess it could be beer. I'll put beer in there and then I'll just pour beer in it and I'll turn around and give it to him. He, he takes one of the vials, <laughs> mark one off by the way, and he sniffs it and he goes, a life of wonder and nourishment long forgotten beyond my years of whimsy and distress. Uh, truly wonderful. Can I get that? Uh, three white liquids for the yellow. And he hands you three bowls of white liquid. Okay. Can I get the beaker back? Beaker is included. 
I thought we were doing the brown liquid. <laughs> yeah, we want brown. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is worth the white liquid. Brown's more expensive. More favorable. Mm. All right, how much? How much ale do you want? We'll give you more. This ale. guy's breaking my balls. One more would do. No, I don't know about that. But but that's the thing. Wait, here, okay. Here, what here, if here, these? Here. Okay, hold on. What if these vials are actually important and we're fucking just wasting? Yeah, them? I don't know what you're doing over there. These are important. It sounded like <laughs> he didn't say you had to give him the solid, just the liquid. He has stuff to put in it. Yeah, just we'll drink the bowls and then you can pour the liquid in there. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll give you six cups of gold liquid for that vial back. <laughs> just drink the no. <laughs> Just drink the white liquid and then pour it in there. I don't want the white liquid, Armos. We already got these. I'm going to drink one while you guys figure this out. And I just I don't want start it. to drink it. I don't want it. It's gross. What does it taste like? Give me a constitution saving throw with oh DC God. 12 as you down this white liquid. Uh, uh. Drill, drill pinches his nose as he does it. I got a 23. Oh, I got 13. Okay. Armos? Damn. God. I don't, I don't want to. That's <laughs> no. close. That was really close. After seeing them painfully drink, yeah, okay, what it, I, I wait. Well, our saves are good, so what, what what happened to us? Yeah, I wait to see what happens when they drink it. You two drink the liquid and it tastes really foul. Really foul. Your stomach grumbles and then it stops. You're not hungry. You're not full. Uh, you don't feel great, but you don't feel bad. Uh, I didn't like that very much, Drill. I feel- I mean, my it actually wasn't that bad. What? <laughs> I'm looking at him weird. Like, what? did you taste the same thing I tasted, Drill? That was awful. No offense. I say that to the guy. No offense, but oh, God. I don't know about that, Armos. Here, take Armos's then. <laughs> I was going to say, can we pour the liquid now into the, the two empty bowls for him to give us brown liquid? <laughs> yeah, if we give you three bowls of ale, will you, of uh, gold liquid, will you give us brown instead sure all right and i want my beaker back sure okay you give him a cup of the ale he takes a sniff and goes whimsy the sound of children laughing a life full of wonder and splendor long yearning for another chance okay. at redemption yep. Yep. okay mm -hmm. takes a sip gold in liquid form Yep, 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 yep. That's what it is. Yep, you're welcome. He then hands you three bowls of brown liquid. <laughs> just write down everything he just said. Sure, Drell. Yep, I'll just write it. Up. Yep, it's in my head. I slurp that down. How does that one taste? Give me a constitution saving throw. God, fuck it. <laughs> it's going to be the same thing. That's an 11. God damn it. You throw up <laughs> onto the floor the brown <laughs> liquid, and you take... <laughs> I got a, I got a 16. Oh my God. Uh, 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 don't do it guys. <laughs> Yo, I just see Menace throwing up brown and white liquids all it's over the place. It's propelling him around the room. <laughs> As you do that, you also just see Drell drinking his casually. Menace, it's actually you not that bad. take 13 points of poison damage Jesus. as you throw up violently. And Sid is like, and pebbles fall onto the floor as he's throwing up with you. I'm out here, guys. Do it, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Not everybody can hold their liquid. That's what I'm saying. Stop it. I'm writing you down in the worstest friend column, and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down vigorously. I, uh, I, take, I take the rest of Menaces, and I finish it for him. Okay. Uh, give me a constitution saving throw. 
Okay. Krell really likes this. I got another 23. <laughs> uh, just like it's the really white not that bad, water, guys. it tastes bad and it goes down uh, and your tummy rumbles, but you don't feel full. You don't feel hungry. You don't feel great. You don't feel bad. It, I, I look at the guy. I'm like, is there a better li What's the best liquid? Oh, liquids are good liquids. Oh, my God. Just that's... let me know when you guys are done in there. I'm, I'm waiting out here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, okay. Done. I'm good. The three of you walk out, and Drell is not disgusted somehow, but the three of you walk out, and you guys are now outside the, this so-called tavern. What are you three of you doing? <sighs> we need food. <laughs> There's only one other place we can go to, right? No, there is no other no, place. that's it. That was that's it. all the places. God. Oh, God. We're screwed. At least we have water. Oh, wait. It's only ale for the day. <laughs> Wait, how does that work here? It's a very good point. Is it just always going to be ale now? Oh, fuck. You have to find out. Oh, God. That does just seem like a problem to me. And I just start <laughs> drinking it from the alchemy. All right. Do we have... We have no food on us? No. Well, why don't we just keep walking towards the other town? And we'll just see what we can find along the way. Because the forest is in the middle. Yeah, we could go through it. And then... Don't you want to hunt? You can hunt in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the cabin in the middle of the forest. So that's our next stop. Yeah, what if it's like a hometown buffet and they just didn't write the name of it on the map? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what are the three of you doing? <laughs> Walking towards the, the forest, I think. We'll cook what we fight on the way. Let's go to the woods. <laughs> With what tinder menace? You forgot all of it. I literally have fire spell. Uh, do I have fire spells? <laughs> you do have the new walkie tor torches that are magic torches. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got the magic fire, so I think we'll be fine. And I was going to say, you have me. I'm a walking flamethrower, basically. Okay, we need a fire to lit, not a whole house. Oh. Uh, hey, you know okay, those? Yeah. I'm getting so hungry. Those, uh, those bird people that are kind of walking around, I'm like, hmm, it might be kind of tasty. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We got we to gotta get out of here. So we start walking out of the town. So the three of you leave the town of Husk and you left the way you came in because that was the way you followed the road to get here. And you notice that you want to stick to the road uh, when it comes to these things because you notice that you stopped getting lost when you had a designated path to follow. And as you leave the town, a big voice Pops out at you and goes, oh, leaving already? Well, I guess it's been a good amount of time. I hope you three have a safe journey. And Sully's like waving to you as the three of you are walking out of town. God, I really hate that guy. I keep walking. God, I love that guy. And I keep walking. <laughs> have a good one. Is he real close or is he like You, off you the are distance? walking past him as you guys are leaving. He's in his, like, little security hut. Hey, I see you, Sully. Bye. I, I ask him uh, real quick. Hey, Sully, what do you eat here? Oh, I mean, I like the dirt. <laughs> um, the, That's it. The brown liquid is nice. I keep walking. I keep walking. Oh, I, I'm, I'm regretting even asking. Branches. You should. You should. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I well, he's hunting, rocks. so I was hoping that maybe he... Uh, has, I don't know. You know... Sometimes I like to eat. Bye, Sully. Later. I hope you find your coins. Bye. <laughs> we'll 
as his voice fades off in the distance as Drell's too far to hear anything else he says. So the three of you, as quickly as you came, you left Power walking. the town of Husk. <laughs> out of here, my God. And you begin to walk on the dirt path and you take out the map and you notice the map, the red dot that was on it before that was kind of displaced moving about is now moving along and is now following this dirt path that you're on. It's us. And the three of you are looking at the map and you're looking around. And before you know it, you turn around and Husk is miles away. You find yourself up on a hill. The moon is bright in the sky. You look back down the map and you look up and there is this large horizon covered in smog and fog is a dense woodland tree line. You come across the border of the woods and these trees are dense, broken, warped. A lot of these trees look like the way it's warped and like the holes that ha are embezzled in them kind of look like distorted faces, like out of a scary children's book. The dim cold ground cracks beneath your feet as you feel like you've walked for miles as you are at the entrance of this forest. You see this dirt path before you, leading you into the woods. <clears throat> Drell, you go first. This place is giving me the willies, guys. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Reginald is shivering on your shoulder almost. Shivering? What? 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 What's wrong? I don't know. I just have. It's okay. Uh, oh, God. What are these called? Feelings? Mmm. Uh. Yeah, we push those down. We don't, we don't address those. Oh, you dig them deep. <laughs> dig them deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can do that. No, it's okay. No, go ahead and express yourself, bud. What what is it? Yeah, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel weird about this place. Well like What are you scared? Uh is that what this feeling is? No, I'm not scared. I'm just you know, I don't want to go in that area. I thought you were like a demon with like eight wings. I'm a demon from hell's army. Seven wings. Seven. So rank and prowess. Don't give him an extra wing. Well, uh, that's probably why he's afraid, because he doesn't have the eighth one. That uh, stinks real low. I actually, I actually have a really good uh, remedy for fear, Reginald. Come here real quick. Uh, okay. I reach out my hands, uh, like flat, so he can hop on. Okay. Yeah, Reginald hops on. All right, I turn away from the woods, and I'm pointing away from the woods. I'm like, all right, Reginald, look away from the woods. Okay. okay. Yeah, all right. All right. See, it's not that scary anymore now that you're not looking at it, right? Yeah. And then I backwards toss him towards the woods. Wait, did you just yeet a bunny over your head? You turn around and look at Armos and Reginald is, his hair is all over the place. His ears are bent. One eye is like half shut. I'd rather not do that again. Thanks. <laughs> is it scary in there? Uh, it's not favorable. I, uh, I magic hand and pick him up. Bring him, bring him close and just be, just whisper in his ear, be like, all right, buddy, just remember, you're a great and powerful demon. Great and powerful demon. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, Seven rings. And I'll put him on my shoulder and we continue. <laughs> all right. I feel better too now. Let's go in. <laughs> so the three of you walk in and you find yourself walking further along and the trees are becoming more common. Dead branches start to become frequent as they begin to obstruct your view. And the moon in the distance is now curtained by dead trees. You're now inside the forest. You notice the path around you as the trees begin to line a pathway for you. 
as you are now walking on warped, soft dirt. In the distance, you see nooses hanging within the shadows. The closer you look, it's like your eyes are playing tricks on you. You think there are bodies on those nooses or something hanging there. You hear the sounds of familiar birds instead of, ooh, it's you, you, you. Wood creaks from the distance and the sound of the breaking dirt beneath your boots echoes. How are the three of you proceeding? I'm in the middle of whatever the fuck we're doing. All I know is I always get screwed if I'm in the front. I always get screwed if I'm in the back. I'm in the middle, directing traffic. All right, I'll, I'll watch the back, Armos. Buddy system. So Strel, Armos, and Minus, correct? Yeah. Wait, why am I leading? You want to switch? Well, yeah, I mean, why don't we let the guy who can see in the dark lead the way rather than... I mean, I can see pretty far. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. If I'm in the front, he can see over me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, get in the back, Drell. <laughs> I switch places with Drell. The three of you walk along the dirt path, and you are much more aware of your surroundings, and the distance doesn't seem to be extorted in any type of way like it was when you left the town of Husk. And you look behind you, and sure enough, that's as far as you walk. You walk 30 feet, you can see the 30 feet in front and behind you, and you keep walking, and you keep walking. Minus. You lose sight within the tree line as these dense branches now, you're starting to like push them away from your view and you're taking out your new rapier and you're starting to cut through the branches to make a better path so you and your partners can walk through. And the sound of rope can be snapped from the distance as a noose drops down around your neck and quickly tightens. As Armos and Drell, you see this noose that is made of wood and dark sinew snaps on the back of Minus's neck and drags him up into the tree line with a 23 to hit Minus. Ouch. <laughs> you take eight points of damage as you are strangled and grappled in the middle of the air, lost within the tree line as you are grappled and restrained and quickly losing your breath. That is where we're going to end. Guys, session. Guys, help me. Damn it. Thank just, God it's no, not no, no, Drell for uh, once. <laughs> I just regret going in the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I should have went first, Minus. I was going to cast a spell right before all that. Uh, I was like, oh, as soon as I saw the little red barrier, I was like, uh, I should... I should wait and say something. I would like to use my reaction opportunity attack <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> oh, man. You guys spent so much time and <laughs> I should have foreseen that coming, but it's I'm all good time. Shopping episodes. So we, I was yeah. going to say, we could have cut that whole thing and just had a, a giant shopping episode and then kept playing. <laughs> That's how long it went. Yeah. Oh, in the after show, I got a few things to say. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, this one ran quite quite long. Oh, well, it's a solid two hours of playtime uh, when we recorded this. Uh, but yeah. we, we messed around a lot. We messed around a lot. We goofed. There was a lot of goofs and laughs to be had. Yep. Yeah. So we like to do that. We actually have uh, what what we won't tell you guys what it is, but we have a safe word that when we get off track, 
we just start saying it to each other and it means like shut the fuck up we yeah. gotta keep playing <laughs> yeah we can't stay up forever sure and we'll tell you that word in the after show mm, in the after show maybe uh but yeah thank you guys for listening and is, if anybody has anything to shout out now's the time um i know i'm probably gonna get uh blasted for this but um the witcher blood origins i didn't think it was as bad as everyone thought it was don't at me don't care Ooh. hey if you like it you like it you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll catch you next week. And uh we're gonna move on to Hubraya's Heroes. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. Now it's time to shout out our Patreon supporters, starting with the newest member of the Blood Shard Bandits. Ulrich Shield Dust is offering a reward for his missing blacksmith hammer. It's a gold hammer with a black leather wrapped handle. He advises whomever finds it to not forge with it, as it may create some uh, <coughs> uh, issues. Next is the Sigic College alumni. Artemis loves working at the Sigic College, but many don't know he moonlights on the side as a bouncer for an underground fight club. Last night, he had to step into the ring himself because an audience member jumped into the octagon. Work quickly became play as onlookers began cheering for Artemis and betting on the match. He made it out of the ring a few bruises bigger and several gold wealthier. Alara Dawnstar has been training hard for her upcoming dragon chess match with Minus. While training, her peace was interrupted yet again by a, a, a giant snake with a weird obsession with itself. It kept showing Alara a self-portrait, uh, and after several shrugs, the snake slithered off. Alara was incredibly confused, but soon turned her attention back to the inevitable battle she would have with Minus later. Robot Crisp is an artificer who has just moved to the city of Aramor. Performing odd jobs for its citizens, Robot hopes to raise enough money to fund their wacky projects and produce magical inventions to aid cooks and bartenders alike. Robot's recent invention was a rocket-boosted minicart meant to carry flagons of ale across bar tops. Julius Kendrick sneaks through the shadows with a green lantern in hand, blood dripping down his forearm. Shadowfell is dangerous to some, but almost comforting to him. And though many dangerous creatures lurk about, most slink back into the darkness as Julius passes by. And now it's time to shout out our Humbrea's heroes. Alex Judge Dredd has just put up wanted posters for a group of thieving were-ravens. If you know the whereabouts of these jazzy birds, please seek out Sir Dredd so he may bring them to justice. Man with Glass is currently on trial for attacking Man with Stones. He claims Man with Stones threw rocks at his house. Man with Stone said it was stupid of him to build a glass house next to a lake, and another fight broke out. Enter Reigns, the newly appointed weather sorcerer of Gilo. It has been a dry few months, and Frederick Juniper hopes that a new hire will be able to whip up some storm clouds. Thank you again, and we'll see you next episode.